We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, Odell Beckham Jr. did not hold back when discussing his new team with Rich Eisen on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, Sarah. He had a lot to say, including he doesn't think that there's any missing pieces here for a championship run in Baltimore. That's first and foremost. He also told John Harbaugh recently that he's running a world-class operation. And finally, he responded to the question on why he came to Baltimore despite the organization having, we know, well-documented a reputation for being a destination where wide receivers have gone to die. And it's not just those three topics. we got a lot to discuss. Yeah, I'm Sarah Ellison alongside Bobby Trossett. It is Thursday, August 31st, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. All right, Sarah. So as you know, the Ravens have solidified 15 of their 16-man practice squad so far. We're going to go inside a Ravens drafting debate, which is being had on Twitter or X or whatever you call it. So practice squad roster and a little bit of debate still to come. All right. Plus, Tylen Wallace told an endearing story about how he found out that he made the team. Remember, he was one of those bubble guys. And we also have Zay Flowers' performance at the Ravens Rookie Talent Show. Oh, he is just endearing himself. Speaking of endearing, he's endearing himself to not only the folks in that locker room, but but outside it as well. We have all that more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news and our opinions in about 30 minutes. So, Odell and Rich Eisen got together virtually on Wednesday to talk about a number of things. We've gone ahead and broken this interview up into a few different pieces, and we'll begin with, from Odell's perspective, what he feels like they have right now formula-wise in Baltimore. I'll tell you this. I've been around and seen what it takes. You know, obviously only won one championship, but been in that atmosphere to understand how a team most likely wins it, and I don't think that there's a piece missing here to where this team can't be competing for a championship is that right okay rich is such a good interviewer isn't he (laughs) is that right okay i love rich i love even more i love even more how good odell beckham jr is feeling and you know a down hasn't been played yet this is a new offense 
lots of new, a lot of things still need to come together for this offense, but yeah, he has been around the block. He has been around the block. Now that doesn't mean the Ravens are a lock for the Super Bowl, but for him to look around. For those of you who joined us on uh, Tuesday night during our live stream for the 53 man roster, you know that, that Sarah's fighting something right now as, as school kicks off and whatnot. So it's all good. I'll continue going though, because yeah, I mean, he has been around the block. He does have a Super Bowl under his belt. He he has played for several teams, but at the same time, you know, you, you kind of get, you can feel when a guy is BSing you versus not. And we know that he's on a, a one-year prove-it deal in, here in Baltimore, and the Ravens paid up to get him, and there was a big influence there when it comes to you know, the impact on signing Lamar and, and whatnot. But I get the sense when when I, and I've listened to Odell many times in other markets as well, and and since he joined here in Baltimore, and and I always it's very clear to me when when he is all in on an interview versus maybe when he's just half-assing it, something along those lines. When you listen to this Rich Eisen conversation, I believe everything he's saying. He's genuine. He's all in, and uh, and, and to me, he can't come as cross as as if he's not just saying these things. He he truly believes them. Yeah, well, speaking of that, listen to a, another quote he had, speaking of being genuine and believing stuff. Um, he started to talk with Rich Eisen about the culture in Baltimore. And uh, he, again, he did not hold back here. Well, but when you sat down, uh, the Ravens were still known in many ways, not telling any tales out of school, uh, a place where receivers go to die. So yeah. what was your sense of that when you talked to them, Odell? It just was... Um... You know, Munkin coming from Georgia, and I seen that he, you know, aired it out. I know that Lamar wants to air it out, and not to say that it's going to be an air raid. Um, it just didn't seem like that was the energy. It was that you know we're going to throw the ball, and uh, you know, being on the other side, and you know, even take away the NFL, but other business uh, opportunities, and you hear the things that they tell you, but then you get there, and it's not exactly what it is. Um, mm-hmm. It was definitely kind of me winging it on a feeling, on a feeling, and. Um, I told I texted Harbs the other day. I was like, "You run a world class operation around here." It's been like it's been very refreshing. You know, it's been a breath of fresh air for me. It's definitely not just going to be all run game. Um, I'll tell you that much. I won't give away any game plans, but I'm I'm truly excited, man. Can't he just give us the game plan, Bobby? Just us. We we, we want to know it, right? No. Uh, that tells you, man, that tells you he is expecting to throw the ball. Obviously, they're still going to run, but he's he's got big expectations. And, you know, just that that whole thing where he didn't he wasn't just having a conversation with Harbaugh and like this came up like he went out of his way to text him. He went out of his, his way to text him and say, hey, you run a world class operation. He goes on there to talk about he compared it to the Rams. And I, we've heard him in interviews before. He absolutely loves Rams coach uh, McVay and uh, he's been very complimentary of him and and he's like that's why he's saying I know what it takes I know what kind of culture you need I know what kind of feeling you need and and he's like this this organization has has it all has it absolutely all and so every time something like this comes up there's you know the the love Harbaugh people you know the the Harbaugh apologists like to argue with the Harbaugh haters and you know you're always gonna have to take the good with the bad with anybody Harbaugh's been here forever we know all of his strengths we know all of his weaknesses 
I believe that his strengths outweighs his weaknesses, which you know might be that he holds on to his guys for too long. You know, that's certainly one of the criticisms out there. But my goodness, when you have Odell Beckham Jr., who literally is the most popular player in the league, at least when you look at you know social media following and all of that. There, he's not the first veteran to talk highly about the Ravens, but he certainly holds a lot of weight, a lot of weight. And when somebody calls this a world-class operation, and then you hear all these other players, you see it all the time with the Ravens young guys. Oh, I can't believe I'm the same team with OBJ. I watched him growing up, yada, yada, yada. Other people hear OBJ kind of say this kind of stuff. Free agency comes around. This holds big-time weight. Yeah, it seems like as if there's like a, a brotherhood forming, as there is every year when when you talk about, you know, the, the grind of an NFL season, the intimacy of being in a locker room setting, right? For those of us who were athletes, whether it's high school, college, whatever, we all know that feeling. And it seems as if here in the early going, want to keep stressing that, it's very early, it seems as if there's a chemistry being formed in Baltimore, not just in the wide receiver room, but organizational wide that they understand that there is a window of opportunity here. And yes, they have issues on certain side, you know, on certain position groups like cornerback comes to mind right now with Marlon being down, perhaps pass rush if guys don't develop, but at the same time, pretty dang close to having a complete roster. And it seems as if that's a universal understood fact about what's happening internally right there. And I think you can, you can hear it in Odell's voice. You're right. He's saying those things about John Harbaugh unprompted. He's going on a national show and talking about, you know, the Ravens, the inner workings of the Ravens from his vantage point after several months of being with them. I, I, I find it refreshing. He think he it's refreshing for him to be in Baltimore. This is refreshing to me. The fact that a a brand, an icon, a a celebrity essentially who still hopefully has more left in the tank is suiting up for Baltimore this year and chasing a championship with Lamar Jackson. It's very refreshing. Yeah. And just by the way, the roster, we know what the weaknesses are, right? We that's the cornerbacks because of the injuries and some depth. And then will the pass rushers, these young guys take a step up while that's going on. Hopefully this offense really takes off. And that brings us to the last soundbite that we grabbed, and that is OBJ talking about his new quarterback, Lamar Jackson. And, you know, something tells me from these quotes, I don't know, he's kind of subtle, but I think he's happy to be with Lamar. Okay. So let's jump into that relationship with Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham Jr. What is it like to catch passes from him? You know, it's funny because, like, for me, I remember when I was watching him in college, and I was like, my favorite player uh, – was Mike Vick growing up and not to like do any comparison. Cause I know it's such an easy comparison, but you know, they're, they're a little different. Um, and just being on his team and watching him from afar, like I've always had respect for him. I always had a lot of love for him. I knew that I seen a lot of hate when it came to him or can he throw, can he not throw? I mean, he's got a cannon, you know what I'm saying? Like he's got a, a crazy arm. Um, he can run it, throw it. Like he's, he's just an incredible athlete back you know what I mean? Like he likes to have a good time. He likes to joke, but he's also serious. But that's about for us. So to be able to be on Lamar Jackson's team, like I always joke with him and be like, I'm on Lamar Jackson's team. You know what I mean? Like I'm like we're really on the same team. 
it's just crazy to me that, you know, this opportunity ended up happening. So, like I said, man, this this isn't uh, – I don't think this is a team to take lightly. And, again, the way that Harbs and these guys run um, this program is – it's serious. You know, they, they, they care about winning. Uh, and I think that's all they care about. How how can they get that job done? So I'll ask this question: Any similarities between Lamar and Eli? Odell? <laughs> yeah, they both play quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love that little. Yeah, they're very different. Contrast, <laughs> you know. Spoiler alert: They're very different players, but uh, hopefully Lamar's resume ends up being similar in February to what Eli's was. But. Uh, there's mutual respect. This relationship is based off of mutual respect. It's funny to, to hear Odell say that he's on Lamar's team because Lamar and the rest of the locker room are saying, yo, we're, we're suiting up next to Odell Beckham Jr. Like, can you believe this? So there's definitely some mutual respect there. It's great to see that, again, with, with a platform like Odell has, the fact that he's, from, from his vantage point, is sharing what he feels Lamar is at this point in his career as a quarterback, that should hold some weight. Uh, so switching gears a little bit, although this still is kind of linked to to OBJ, the Ravens put out their wired from over the the, the preseason, and uh, one of their little teasers today was Zay Flowers in the auditorium in a team meeting. <clears throat> and what they often do is ask the rookies to kind of stand up, say their name, and then their bonus. This is hilarious. We'll play it and then we'll explain it to the audio people afterwards. Zay Flowers, Boston College, seven minutes. That's so good. That's All so right, good. so so what you don't see is that when the team flips out, the entire team flips out. Because he's got this seven million dollars signing bonus. That's what happens when you're a first round pick. The camera zooms in on Odell Beckham Jr., who's kind of facing the whole team is in their auditorium seats facing the stage, and Odell Beckham Jr. is kind of sitting at the at the edge of the stage. And when when Zay announces his signing bonus, Odell literally falls over. Like he falls over, his feet go up in the air, and then it's hilarious because Pepe Williams is sitting right next to Zay and takes off his bucket hat and puts it out in front of Zay as if, you know, like, hey, man, give me some money. Give me some money. So what's hilarious to me is you kind of have to just go along with the fun of it. I mean, it is a very large signing bonus. But Odell, if he if he fell over for Zay's, I wonder what he did when he got his because his is about double that. His signing bonus was just under $14 million, and that was for a one-year deal. Zay's is for a rookie deal that will likely go five years, but if not – for sure, four. And Odell's been around for how long? A decade at this point? <laughs> it's like, yeah, but that's but that's what I was kind of getting at a second ago, right? Like you get this these small little looks at at what's happening internally through the Ravens productions, you know, media releases, and there's there's chemistry being formed. You know, the these things that that happen away from the highlights that we see on Sundays is is going to be important to you know, the overall success of this team this year. What else you got on Zay? All right, so we got two more on Zay. One other thing, so again, this comes from Wired for this, so this is Ravens Productions, and this is great. Listen to what he says at the end of this. So uh, this is him um, 
making his touchdown catch. It was a, I think he caught it after like five yards and then ran another 20 in. And uh, so it's just a replay of that. Most people have already seen that. But at the end, we get we get the reaction from all the teammates. And then uh, Zay at the very end, listen to what he says. Flowers has it. He's at the 15, 10, jukes a man to the five, lunges, touchdown Ravens. Zay Flowers takes it in. <laughs> yes. 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 I told you. I'm about to do that every week you watch. That's what he said to his teammate, safety Marcus Williams, whole team there, including Lamar Jackson, everybody giving him high fives. John Harbaugh gives him a big old bear hug. Everybody loves him, and he and he pronounces, I'm going to do that every week. Yes, please do, Zay. Please do. So most of us can probably agree. It's just straight up more fun to be there for live Ravens football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official resale ticket marketplace of the Ravens, Ticketmaster has a wide selection of fully verified resale tickets. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Plus, if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. So do yourself a favor and find verified resale tickets today by visiting Ticketmaster.com forward slash Ravens. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Who are we not to believe him after what he's done these last, these last couple of months? You know, I I tend to believe a guy like that that just exudes in, insane confidence. So notice, too, in that clip, I mean, all the who's who's in that organization taking their time to come up and, and show him some love after that first touchdown, you know, <laughs> including Lamar, OBJ, 
uh, Harbaugh. I mean, you name it. Every, everybody was right there to, to to give him some congratulations. And I think he is just a guy that that energy and the excitement and the youthfulness seems to be almost trickling down. It's like a contagious effect. We'll see if he's able to do that every single week. We probably won't be able to see him rapping every single week. But again, being that he's a rookie, I guess this is part of the hazing. The only problem is it came back around and whoever wanted to haze him because he, he went and crushed this. Listen to this. I'm going to spoil my whole day. I'm going to have a man. I'm going to like a dance and shopping on me. If you're wondering, that is no flocking by Kodak Black, who's Lamar's guy and a rapper. And it seemed as if Zay probably knows him well, too, because he knew every word. Yeah, they're all the, the Florida guys, right? They're the Papana Beach, Florida guys. So, uh, yeah, I, there were other ones. That was, did we get that from Patrick Queen's Instagram account? I, I can't remember which one. I guess I, I didn't mark it very well, but that was up on Instagram. If you go to some of these guys' Instagram accounts, all the rookies had to perform uh, at the at the whatever dinner they were at, but they always have the rookies perform, and so that was that was Zay's. So, all right, Bobby, that's that's kind of the fun. We got a ton of videos in there, but let's kind of shift gears here. The Ravens, obviously, the um, other news of the day was that they coming off of having the fifty-three man roster, you get twenty-four hours for guys to go through waivers. After that happens, then they can set their practice squad. So the Ravens did just that. They got 15 players on there, so they still have one spot open. Uh, I don't know that we need to – do we need to name all 16? Should we do some of the highlights? We could rip them off, I guess, real quick, and then dive right, into a you, few – yeah, we could dive yeah, into a few notable ones. But here all are right. the 15 right now. Uh, running back Owen Wright – Fullback slash tight end, Ben Mason. Offensive lineman, Tykeem Doss. Offensive lineman, Deshaun Manning. Defensive tackle, Rashad Nichols. Inside linebacker, Josh Ross. Wide receiver, Sean Ryan. Laquan Treadwell, who's also a wide receiver. Travis Vokalek at the tight end position. QB, Anthony Brown. Outside linebacker, Jeremiah Moon. DB, Jeremy Lucian. Center, Sam Mustafer. Running back Melvin Gordon and DB Daryl Worley. So I don't know. There's a few guys that come to mind here initially. And the first one, just because I just mentioned him towards the end there, is Melvin Gordon. It's not a surprise that, you know, that that he ended up on the practice squad, right? Because they wanted to keep and we under we sort of outlined the advantages of putting Keaton Mitchell and potentially being a an IR candidate in the coming days, but there's advantages of almost protecting him by putting him on the 53, because if you put him on the practice squad, all of a sudden he might be picked up by another team. So you're almost protecting one of the young talents that they hope that they can develop. And because Melvin was available for so long as it was throughout this off season, maybe he's an insurance guy for this team. Should God forbid something happen to one of their top three guys and they need, you know, help on game day. Yeah, I highly doubt Keaton Mitchell would have even made it to the practice squad, let alone be able to, you know, protect him while he's there. 
Um, some other ones, I'm really glad to see Daryl Worley back. Uh, I felt like he played well both at safety and defensive back. He was mostly on the practice squad uh, last year, and he did have to step up and play, so I'm glad to see him come back. Um, really happy to see that center Sam Mustafer made it through waivers. Um, I was skeptical about that. Um, and because of that, I was really having a hard time with deciding of whether or not to cut him uh, versus Ben Cleveland. And I ended up cutting Cleveland and keeping Mustafer, but obviously the Ravens do the market better than I did because Mustafer made it through waivers and now they still get to hold on to Cleveland. And John Harbaugh, by the way, was asked about Cleveland. Cleveland said that, he, I mean, he felt like Cleveland had a really good preseason and that he he earned the spot. Um, Travis Vokalek, that was one I wasn't so sure on. He, he had a great preseason. I wasn't so sure if he was going to make it. I thought he could get picked up at maybe a tight end needy team. That did not happen. So he's back. Uh, so, you know, J J Jeremiah Moon, as you said, I mean, lot, most vast majority of guys that they cut were able to, to make it back the ones that they wanted. But not all of them. Jordan, not all of them. <laughs> Not Which is leading into our next I, point. Yeah. It is. And I just wanted one note as well on the Melvin Gordon signing that I forgot to, to mention. Uh, the scores, Jordan Schultz said that the Vikings, Dolphins, and Colts, all three of those teams made calls about Melvin Gordon, but he elected to stay with the Ravens and join the practice squad. So nice. just a little note there of, of what, I don't know, for whatever it's worth, but he, he clearly well, maybe sees, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, he clearly prefers to, to, to be here. And I mean, he just, just did spend several months here learning the offense. So that would make some sense. And if Keaton Mitchell does end up going on IR, then then, you know, that that also gives him more of an opportunity. But one other thing is, Bobby, do you remember people kind of um, again, it's it's only a certain crowd, but that were kind of freaking out over Melvin Gordon's contract when the Ravens first signed him and kind of the thought was, oh my gosh, why would they put so much money? Does this mean that JK won't be back? And it was like, no, JK will be back. Okay, then why did you sign him for that much? Yada, yada, yada. Well, it wasn't a guaranteed deal. So when the Ravens cut him, there was literally zero, zero dollars of dead money for for uh, Melvin Gordon. He'll now get paid whatever he gets paid for being on the practice squad, which will be uh, not much. So um, Eric DeCosta knew what he was doing with that one. All right, so the one guy that did get away, which is not surprising, uh, fifth-round cornerback, Caillou Kelly. Uh, he was claimed off of waivers by the Seattle Seahawks. So congratulations to him because now he is on a 53-man roster. The Ravens obviously were hoping that, that he would clear and that they could get him on the practice squad. Um, John Harbaugh was asked, you know, how did it, you know, to feel that you've, already lost, you know, a fifth round guy. And he said, well, yeah, it's hard to bat 100 or 1000. And what he meant by that is it's, it's hard to bat 1000 with betting on who's going to get through waivers. I think a lot of people first thought he meant that it was batting 1000 on draft picks, which was not his point. It was about, you know, taking a chance of who could make it through. And he said what we kind of said last night, Bobby, that it wasn't, wasn't so much that didn't believe in him, but he said it was with all the injuries there, they felt like they needed to keep, veterans and when you're that thin so he said quote that kind of squeezed our developmental opportunities and that's exactly it so that's what you kind of need to ask yourself is it's it's not so much obviously most fifth rounders are not contributing in year one i don't care what 
32 teams you go to, you will find somebody here and there that will make it. I mean, Matthew Judon is a great example. The Ravens have hit on fifth rounders before, but you're either like, okay, do, do we keep him and have him take up a roster spot? And then we don't get there for a while. We don't get to any production out of him till what, maybe third or fourth year or whatever, or do we take a chance? And, you know, we're, we're kind of dire at this position. We've been talking about it all preseason and that's what they opted to do. They went with, um, uh, mullet instead of, of Caillou Kelly. So, uh, Jonas Schaefer, uh, kind of pointed out how the Ravens have done it cornerback lately, Bobby. Well, there's, they've left some to, to be desired. They have not hit consistently here, unfortunately, over the last, really over the, the Lamar era. And so in 2023, you know, like we mentioned, Caillou is the fifth rounder. He's now with Seattle, does not make the 53-man roster. Last year, they went with two fourth rounders and Jalen Armour Davis and Pepe Williams, both of whom may end up beginning this year on IR. Uh, perhaps, well, Pepe, Pepe will. Jalen, is he a candidate for IR? Jalen Armour no. Davis? I mean, I guess maybe if you got hurt again, but he's healthy. He's good to go. He played in that final okay, preseason so game. Point being, there's been lots of development needed for both of these guys. And so uh, in, in the fourth round, that's where they stand right now ahead of year two for those guys. In 2021, it was a third rounder with Brandon Stevens, although they drafted him as a safety. He's played a lot of cornerback over these years. Again, still very unknown what he's going to become at the NFL level. Sean Wade, no longer with the team, a fifth round pick. And then back in 2019, a fourth rounder with Iman Marshall. So they've went with those mid-round corners, Sarah. I know a lot of folks wanted one in the first round this past April. They have decided not to. Obviously, it's been an offensive infusion in terms of first-round draft capital over the last few years. Uh, but Jonas' point stands, right, that they have not been great over the years at cornerback. And, um, you know, then kind of at the same time, just to show you, some of the successes they do have overall with team building. Jason from over the cap on Twitter pointed out that the Cowboys currently lead the NFL with being responsible for starting the career of 82 players. That's currently league wide. The second team though, again, 82 is Dallas. The Ravens are second on that list with 77 followed by the Vikings, 75, 49 or 74 and Patriots 71. So just because they haven't hit a corner, just because wide receiver has been somewhat of a, of a of a desert over the years doesn't mean that that scouting department doesn't know what it's doing. Yeah, I thought the reaction today over Caillou Kelly was overblown. Uh, and and I'm and listen, I may not be speaking to you. Maybe some people are like, oh, it, like it's not great to to lose a fifth round rookie, you know, just a few months after drafting him. I get that. However, he did get claimed. Okay, he did get claimed, which means that this wasn't some sort of bust draft pick. Okay, they did it because of extenuating circumstances. So I, I get Jonas's point, although I'm not totally on board. I mean, two of those guys are second-year players. They're second-year players, and they had injury concerns last year. Now, if they're injured throughout the rest of their career, then then that's that's going to be terrible. But the Ravens have high hopes that Jalen Armour Davis will still compete for the starting job. Now, whether that's going to happen, I don't know, but that's what they've been pushing this offseason. Uh, but again, injuries have gotten in the way. So so he he named six of them. Two of them are second-year guys and still part of the 
plans, as long as they're healthy, big part of the plans, then Brandon Stevens, whether you want to come as a safety or, or cornerback, I don't know. And then, so what are your expectations for the other fifth rounders? What? Like, <clears throat> if we want to make comparisons, it's more you want to look at it league-wide. How? What's the percentage of fifth rounders that hit? What's that's that's more what we're looking at. It was those it was the two bookend fifth rounders, and I guess there was Iman Marshall as a fourth rounder too. So we'll throw him in there. But Wade is also playing in the NFL. I believe he made the Patriots team, and then Caillou Kelly is with the Seattle. So this isn't <clears throat> this isn't that the Ravens don't have a dra- draft. This isn't busts all over the place. So I thought that the reaction was a little overblown. To your point, the jury's probably still out. In all fairness on especially the younger guys, right? The, the year two players like Jalen and Pepe. So, you know, can are, are, are the other guys' stories written at this point in their careers? Maybe they got a couple of years on on Jalen and Pepe. But, but yeah, it's not like, what what are your expectations, right? I think that's kind of what you're getting. I temper the expectations for mid to late round picks. Not every one of them is going to hit. So, anyway, let's move forward here and share with you in a, in a, that endearing moment that we we teased earlier on in the show. And that's Tylen Wallace, who made the 53-man roster as the sixth and final wide receiver in what's become an overhauled, revamped room. We know this offseason. But Tyler wasn't sure if he was the guy. He wasn't sure if his number was going to be called on the 53, and he shared why. So there's, yeah, there was actually nothing said. So I figured if you know nobody said anything, I, I figured I was good. Were you looking at like four o'clock the time? I was. I was waiting. I sat in my car and I waited till it hit four, and I was like, all right, I'm good. So then, and then I drove home, so I was good for sure. I was. I was parked right outside for sure. He's a super likable guy. Had a great preseason. Uh, plenty of years in the system so far. He, he's always on assignment, a great special teamer, a team first guy. And hey, I have no clue what his role is going to be this year, but uh, it's good to have a guy like that back ending a wide receiver room that we we hope is one of the best that's ever come through Baltimore. You know, it's funny. Maybe it's because Tylen's been on the team before because John Harbaugh talked Wednesday about how cool it is to be able to go tell some of these practice squad guys that they made it. He said that, you know, there's big hugs with some people. There's tears with some people. It's just exuberant celebrations. Kind of wish that somebody went and talked to Thailand. <laughs> you know, he's just sitting in his car being like, do to do. Well, nobody said anything. So I guess that means I made it, you know, and maybe it's again, like he's been on the team. So maybe it wasn't as big of a moment for him, but he talked quite a bit and you just got to give the guy props. He knew that it was going to be a squeeze. And I can't talk passionately because every time I do, that's when I start to cough. So I start I start rising with my voice and then I start coughing. So I'm going to calm myself here. But he's just such a great story because um, he knew it was going to be a squeeze. He saw that Zay Flowers was added. He saw that OBJ was added. He saw that Rashad Bateman was coming back. He saw that Nathan Aguilar was added. And so instead of like sulking, or being like, there's no way, and looking at, you know, there's James Prochet, Laquan Treadwell, Treadwell, uh, Sean Ryan, they, you know, all these guys are coming in, and he's like, shoot, how am I going to stand out? So he went out, and he got a new trainer, trying to keep myself calm here, went out, got himself a new trainer, came up with a whole new work schedule, workout schedule, then he came in, he put his head down, and he grinded. And he grinded every single day, and he made special teams a priority. And then he talked about how he wanted to make special teams a part of his whole career. So congratulations to him. What a fantastic offseason he's had. 
and we may not get to see him much on offense, but when he is there, I do believe the Ravens kept the best out of the other guys that he was competing with. All right, let's finish up with some quick hits here, and we'll begin with, of course, who the Ravens will be seeing within the first month of the season. I should say they're going to be seeing Cincy. Based on this photo right here, they're probably going to be seeing number nine as well, and that's Joe Burrow, who's making his way back from a calf strain earlier on in the summer. Ben Baby there from ESPN. Joe Burrow is back for practice, suiting up with his guys. You get the sense that, unlike some early rumors that he would miss a, a chunk of the season, perhaps he'll even be ready for week one. And then our girl, Josina Anderson, NFL insider, independent reporter. She is going to be joining uh, the cast of the, this new Undisputed, this new revamped Undisputed on FS1 with Skip Bayless, who I know a lot of folks have opinions on. Remember, Shannon Sharp is no longer at FS1. He's going to ESPN. And so there's going to be sort of a rotational type of cast. Josina is going to be one of the main uh, pundits on there with Skip. And again, Skip announced this addition on Monday's debut show episode. And she's going to continue her role as CBS Sports Senior NFL Insider, which I know a lot of the folks within the Ravens flock really appreciate, us included, because she is incredibly polished, professional, plugged in. And as we found out back in April, or March, or whenever it was, uh, generous with her time. I am genuinely interested to see how she responds to Gip when he goes on one of his skip modes. Because as you said, she is polished. She is pretty measured. She stays within herself. But something tells me that like, if she needs to, <laughs> she won't have a problem putting Skip back in his place. So uh, I did not expect Josina to be one of those people in there. Uh, but I congratulated her on Twitter. Uh, she saw that, so that was nice. And um, yeah, I can't wait to see her uh, there with with Skip. She's gonna cook him. He's yeah. he's gonna get absolutely <laughs> cooked by her. I don't I don't know if she, he knows that. I, th I I trust that he's done his homework, but that's gonna be fun. And, and you and I will definitely be looking to tune in on the days that uh, Josina's at the desk with Skip. As always, we wanted to shout out two of our returning patrons who are supporting everything we do inside the vault this month. So Tibor Potter, Bryson Herb, we appreciate both of you guys for believing in what we're building here in Baltimore and beyond. And if you're interested in doing the same, now that it's football season, we're, we are here about 10 days out from the start of the season. Uh, you can check out what we're offering on Patreon by visiting patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault podcast. There's always other ways to connect with us too on social media. As you guys probably already know, Sarah can be found on Twitter or X at SG Ellison. And I can be found across all social platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, at Bobby Baltimore. What do we got coming up? Anything that we haven't mentioned yet before we close, partner? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not, not yet. Not that we can announce yet. Yeah, we're, we're gearing up. We're getting closer and closer contractually to share with you our big announcement that uh, will be heard and seen all over the vault many times throughout this upcoming season. So until then, stay tuned, uh, hang tight. We're coming. We've been working on it all summer, and we can't wait to share it with you. So with that, for my co-host and partner, Sarah Ellison, I'm Bobby Trossett signing off from this Thursday morning vault edition here inside the vault. Thanks so much for being with us, and you'll next hear and see us 
on Friday morning.